don't sing if you want to live long They have no use for your song You're dead, you're dead, you're dead You're dead and out of this world Welcome back to Night Cheese, this is Steven And I'm Tim So uh, we are once again uh, on location together Just um, have some had some uh, vacation scheduling uh, modifications So uh, that, <laughs> that impacted our recording schedule a little bit Tim and I... Uh, chose to hang out for a little bit. I'm like, Hey, you want to do an episode? Yeah, let's go ahead and do an episode. While we're here. And we'll save it for a rainy day. So this is our rainy day episode, uh, that we are adding to our collection of haven't watched it in a while series, which mm-hmm. is kind of a half truth for this episode. Which yeah, is, yeah. I haven't watched it in a while, but Tim has, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that for the te- television series, um, pushing daisies. So, uh, pushing daisies originally an ABC, uh, network show, um, as I'm looking on IMDb, it's currently on CW Seed. I don't, I don't even know what that is. is that, that, I know what the CW app is. <laughs> but I so the way I watch it, actually, I don't know if this may be maybe brand new. I don't know, but it's also on, we saw it on HBO Max. So it's on really? there. So yeah. So, oh, lovely. Which, okay. is, which is great. So it was, And it was one of those, so I, just to jump in, you know, back, I mean... When we first started this this uh, podcast, you recommended very it early episodes. Yeah. yeah, and I remember at that time I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch that." And you know, eight years go by, <laughs> <laughs> as it does, not intentionally, but yeah. eight years away. And then I notice it on HBO, and I'm like, "Oh man, I've wanted to see this forever." You know, Stephen recommend like there's it's just was one of those perfect moments of like I've got nothing else to watch, let's try it out. And man, I I was yeah. Everything about it. it was just a delightful show that I'm really sad on. It was like two two seasons, and for, for that, you know, short, really short Tw- seasons. 22 episodes yeah. total. It was it was not much at all. So yeah. that was, yeah, it was amazing. Especially yeah. for an ABC show, which is, that's the length, not even the length of a full season mm-hmm. in primetime ABC yeah. uh, programming. Mm-hmm. It won like uh, seven Emmy Awards. Um and, and five of those seven Emmys were on the year that it got canceled. Like mm-hmm. they were awarded basically posthumously, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, and, and uh, but it's a highly regarded show. Um, the yeah. IMDb rating is 8.3 and um, it has a dual 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, both oh, from critics wow. and um, yeah. critics and uh, users. You know, um, I often do hear this show brought up and, you know, and if you, in, in various like Twitter threads or, or uh, Facebook polls or whatever. Um, it's usually this and Firefly mm. uh, between shows that were taken too soon or if you could pick a show to come back. Yeah. Um, Firefly is usually the popular, fashionable answer mm. from the people that I run in circles with. <laughs> but eventually someone says Pushing Daisies, and that's always met with, oh, yeah, I yeah. forgot about that show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, so, so Tim... Um, as he said, is is recently picked up pushing daisies. So um, I'm, we're we're going to rely on Tim to, yeah. to walk us through this. <laughs> it's been a number of years since I've watched it. I yeah. still hold it really close to my heart. It's just a, it's just a mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful show. Yeah. Um, I think not long ago, um, offline, we we I don't think we talked about this much on the show. We talked about the the Apple. I can't keep all these app names straight anymore. Oh. <laughs> 
Is it Apple Plus? The Apple. Oh, no. I almost no, no, said no, Apple, Apple TV. Oh, Apple gosh, TV God. Plus. I think. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, Ted Lasso. I was going to talk about yeah. Ted Lasso, the Jason Sudeikis series. Um, which, by the way, congratulations to Jason Sudeikis won a SAG award for Ted Lasso. Uh, wow. Uh, recently. So uh, anyway, we were just talking about how ridiculously like. Um, sincere and, and mm-hmm. wholesome and happy that show is. Um, yeah. well, this no pun intended take, oh, takes the cake, yeah. Um, takes the pie, takes the pie. <laughs> yeah. Um, for sweetness, and um, I, I'll say this one thing and I'll let uh, let Tim oh, no take over. Um, it's like, what if Tim Burton was like always in a good mood? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's kind of the vibe of this show, it's mm-hmm. super quirky. But it's not dark yeah. at all. It's, it's just really just bright and happy and almost unsettlingly happy, not in a scary yeah. way, mm-hmm. but it's just, yeah. it, it almost dis, dis, uh, what's the word? Like it, it disorients you almost yeah. into how happy it is. Mm-hmm. Like it, you're, anyway, it's, it's, um, yeah. it's really, which is strange because the subject matter actually is, is kind of, is kind of heavy mm-hmm. in, in a way. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah, the way they handle the subject matter is, is pretty, pretty incredible. So it's basically the, the, the gist and it's tough. I don't want to go too in the weeds because it can get it can get complicated. But there is a main character, Ned, who um, when he is a young child, he finds out he has the ability to um, bring back, bring people back to life by touching them. Um, unfortunately, it's because of his it's his mother who who dies and. Um, he kind of like in trying to see if she's okay, touches her. She comes back to life and he's like, you know, I don't even think at the time he realizes what's going, what's happening or that he has any ability. Um, but apparently one of the caveats of this ability to bring people back to life is that if you touch them again, they die. Like, and, and also if you wait a minute, uh, before touching them, if you wait a minute, not touching them, someone around you um, has to die. Like someone, someone else dies basically around them. Yeah. And it's not, that sounds kind of cool, but, um, and obviously as a child, he doesn't realize this. And so, uh, across the street from him is his, this girl that he really likes, you know, they're both, you know, nine. I mean, they're both young. Yeah. Yeah. This childhood crush. And because of this rule to whatever this ability he has, he doesn't know that he even has it. Um, her father dies. And, um, but then, I mean, even, I mean, it's just, it's a really gutting kind of initial premise is later on that night, um, she goes, you know, his mom goes to, to kiss him goodnight and that kills her. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it, 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 no, we're talking <laughs> it's about cheery. Happy yeah, show. exactly. We say all this. <laughs> it really you, is. Can't you feel it? <laughs> <laughs> but the way, the way it begins is just, you really are, I mean, you're, you just really feel for this kid. And then not only this, but his, you know, his like, you know, childhood kind of sweetheart, his crush. Um, it's just really, really unfortunate circumstances and it's yeah and it, and i mean you know all of the sadness of that initial mm-hmm. um, um scene is um is is one explaining the rules mm-hmm. and also yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. introducing you know his childhood crush who goes by the name chuck i mean her name is charlotte but they call her <laughs> chuck um into the show and, mm-hmm. and that and yeah. he ends up going to live with his aunts and mm-hmm. things like that after, after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the reasons it is brought up also is because in the same, so this is not giving a lot away. This is very, you know, early into the, the show. Um, he, um, goes to, uh, talk to, you know, well, 
gosh, this is, I'm trying to disobey how I'm in the weeds. <laughs> so I guess as he, you know, realizing he has this, this ability, you know, as he gets older, he takes a job just, you know, making, you know, a pie maker. Um, but on the side, he helps this investigator um, played by Chi McBride. Chi McBride? I want to say Chi. I've never heard his name said out loud. Um, We're in that Chai or now. Chi McBride. Um, yeah. Um, where he, where someone who's murdered, he, he helps this investigator by going to this, person who's been killed bringing them back to life for a minute or less to try to find out who you know what happened um and so in this one of these cases he does that he goes to um now steven i don't remember this is one thing i don't remember okay. if he knows that it's the per you know his long lost childhood sweetheart i think he does well so when he goes there or is he surprised I, by the cat i, I can't remember remember now. i remember him um I remember them saying, like him seeing on TV, like there was this, this mm-hmm. it was like a Jane Doe okay. or something like that. Okay. And he ends up in the funeral home, mm-hmm. right? To, to, oh, oh, you I'm know what? I, I think I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Is so you know he gets he he has this side hustle with mm-hmm. with a with a private investigator. So they they collect reward money yeah. for solving mm-hmm. these murders because yep. he just wakes up the dead person, says, yeah. "Who killed you?" They yeah. tell him, and he kills touches him, him. Yeah. and touches him again <laughs> to kill him again. And they again, really happy show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And they go catch the person yeah. and get the reward money. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a big reward on this Jane Okay, Doe. okay. And then he goes in to touch her and then realizes he has it's, resurrected his long lost life. Yes. And so there's this, you know, he has a minute to try to find out what's going on, but he makes this split second decision. You know, he, this is a person, I mean, granted he was a child, but that he really enamored with. I, I don't, I'm hesitant to say love because they were so young, but he just really had strong feelings for this person. And so he decides, hey, what if, I can keep you alive. You know, what if you could stay alive? What if I don't do anything? And he makes that decision. And, um, and it's, it's just an, an added an interesting sort of twist on like a relationship where, where you can't touch. Yeah. You can't touch. I mean, the, and, um, so it pre 2020. (laughs) And so, um, just a fascinating, I mean, all, all around premise, but all the different layers of this premise is just very, very interesting. And that's kind of how it starts. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I will say that in describing the plot, it doesn't really say much to the the aesthetic, the overall look of the show. And and I was looking into this, you know, even before we decided to talk about it, because I was so intrigued. And because it is very colorful, it's very vibrant, almost at times cartoonish, you know, in, in a, not in a bad way at all. But the creator Brian Fuller and others who kind of worked on the show, they said they wanted to have a very storybook, you know, child storybook kind of feel. Almost, I don't want to say fairy tale, but leaning more in that direction and it really pulls it off i mean this town i mean it looks like just this sort of like a child imagination of of a town almost and of professions and ability and it it really adds to this sort of um you know already i guess already with the premise it's not a very realistic show but it adds a, a layer just a nice layer of um yeah just this kind of jubilant sort of charming uh, it's just a really beautiful show i will say there are some um computer animation that does you know this is you know 13 years later 2009. yeah it, i will say and it's tv you know it doesn't quite hold up it's it's pretty obvious but um there's just something to kind of you kind of adore just the way they the, the creativity um of uh of this town of these you know these individuals it's a really really a uh, wonderful look and um it's almost like has this feel of like, you know, um, 
series of unfortunate events, so, sort of things like that that you've yeah. seen where things are exaggerated, names are kind of cartoonish and silly. There's just all sorts of different um, levels, but it all works so well. To, it all just mm-hmm. pays off really well. You know, for a while I was wondering how long this show would be, because every episode is kind of like they're trying to solve a case. Um, and I was wondering how long how that could be sustained but they really pull it off with the not only the the kind of episodic feel of like hey there's an, an imminent mystery that's happening but also the underlying you know just the the relationships you know they haven't ended the discoveries of you know trying to you know, now that this you know his the love of his life at one time is alive now trying to keep her you know from other people finding out right. about her and well, it's they, just yeah there's so much to it, it, they, it yeah, they, they identify her, I think, on the news mm-hmm. as the victim at some point. Mm-hmm. So then she has to be kept in hiding. Yeah. And, yeah, and, like, they are in love with each other, but they can't mm-hmm. be together. And, you know, one thing we didn't even mention is that as a kid, Ned, you know, or the pie maker, as, as the narrator <laughs> calls him, Jim Dale is a great, oh, great yeah. narrator in the show. And um, he, uh, he in, ex, I would say experimenting, but in learning about this, um, he sees his dog get hit by a car, get hit by a truck as a kid. And he goes and he resurrects his dog. But at this point he's learned, mm-hmm. you know, about the caveats to his powers. And so he has his dog Digby that he can't pet anymore. Oh, and man. like, which is just another, again, really happy show. <laughs> but, um, I promise it's, it's, it's <laughs> and I think all the, all the credit in the world goes. So, um, Lee Pace is the, is the actor who plays at uh, the, the pie maker, Ned, um, you know, the last time I saw him was in the MCU. He was the villain yeah. in Guardians of the <laughs> Galaxy doing the dance-off with Chris Pratt, but mm. not doing the dance-off. Anyway, so, yeah, yeah it's a really, really stark departure um, for for Lee Pace. But he plays this role with such warmth and, mm. and like, kindness and stuff mm. that you feel for him. But also, he doesn't – I feel like maybe there's something deeper here, Tim. I don't know he doesn't feel owned by this. It's almost like, you know, it's a power, but it's almost like a disability in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he cannot, he cannot show affection in in a conventional way. Mm -hmm. And like he, he is limited by that. Mm -hmm. And yet he's not defined by that. Like Mm -hmm. he finds ways to excel with what obviously, you know, the the side hustle of, you know, solving murders Mm -hmm. and stuff. But also one of the cute little things I really like is that his restaurant, which is, called the pie hole um he is so profitable in his restaurant because he takes rotten fruit Mm -hmm. and resurrects it to make it fresh again Mm -hmm. and bake his pies and so everyone loves his pies he says they say they're the best things they've ever tasted are the best pies in town (laughs) because they're absolutely fresh so all he does is touch the fruit as he puts it into the pie one time and yeah. just doesn't touch it again and serves them and stuff. So, which is just uh it's a cute little, you know, mm-hmm. aside to yeah. how his powers would work and stuff, uh, which is pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that's kind of played, I mean, again, it's when you first start watching, like, I wonder how far they can take it. It feels like a very, not one trick pony, but it feels hard to kind of sustain that. But the way they're able to cleverly, um, kind of play with his abilities through each case and, and kind of get deeper, you know, as far as protecting people who, you know, like Chuck, who is now alive and technically no, no, nobody's supposed to know about that. All these different um, things that are kind of ongoing there is, there are able to achieve this, you know, this greater depth 
Um, and it's just, I mean, in, in every case, there's always interesting sort of caveats of, I mean, it, it's just a really, really fascinating. And, and it's almost kind of su- slightly kind of world building. So with each episode, you kind of learn a little bit more about the people in this town and mm-hmm. um, certain individuals. Some, they may just be, you know, one episode. Some may be kind of recurring. But um, it really kind of builds and kind of enriches, you know, this this kind of, I know we're throwing around universe, Marvel's and all these different universes, but it's kind of like this kind of its own world that they create in the show. Yeah. It's really, really special. And there's this, um, and there's another element too, like a, I wouldn't really call it a love triangle. Oh yeah. Um, because it's not reciprocated, but um, he has a, uh, a coworker. Mm-hmm. I guess she, she, she worked yeah. with him mm-hmm. at the pie shop. Um, um, Olive Snook. Which is uh, played by the wonderful Kristen Chenoweth, oh, yeah. which was my first. That was my first introduction to Kristen Chenoweth mm, okay. as, as an actress and performer. I uh, was, in, and I say performer because some of these episodes have musical elements. Yeah, to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first time I'd ever heard her sing. There was a, yeah. there was a scene where she's um, in her own world, like she's cleaning up for the night, uh, and she's singing uh, "Hopelessly Devoted to You" from Greece, um, which is just. It, it, I can't really describe the scene, <laughs> but she's so kind of oblivious to what's going on in the restaurant while she's doing it. It's, it's, it's pretty entertaining. Um, but she's great. Cause she's got total crush on Ned who is in love with Chuck, but he can't really tell anybody about Chuck. So he's always kind of, you know, refusing her mm-hmm. advances. I can't remember if he's refusing her advances or if he's just kind of oblivious to them. Um, uh, I think at first, maybe at first, but then it's, then eventually it's refusing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, you know, it's an interesting, um, you know, dynamic they have mm-hmm. there. And, um, yeah. And then McBride as the, as the private detective is fantastic. Cause he eventually is brought in on the secret, mm-hmm. um, of Chuck and the three of them are kind of this three person team, uh, as they try to, as she ends up getting involved in sort of solving some of these cases and stuff. And, mm. um, it's just so funny to try to describe out loud cause yeah. it sounds so depressing, but it is such a, <laughs> such a hopeful show. Um, such a, such a really, you know, vividly bright show visually mm. speaking and, um, and, and emotionally like it is, um, it's interesting cause it's not, um, all, all of its warm, and hopeful feelings are, are earned, you know, they're not very, yeah. they're not, they're not cheap. It's, it's not, a, it's not a cheap, mm-hmm. hopeful show. Yeah, absolutely. No, you definitely feel the weight and you feel the, the stakes and, um, of these characters and it really, it really matters to you. And it, it's just, ah, oh man, I just, yeah, it's a lovely show. And it's, it's one of those you know shows we talked about. It's only lasted 22 episodes. You really feel like there's never up until the last episode, there's not a dull moment. There's not a moment. I, you 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 want it to keep going. You're not. It's not one of those seasons like, oh, that could that could have ended there. That I mean, they granted they did kind of t- tap. They when they knew they were going to get canceled, they did kind of do like a little three minute, five minute sort of epilogue, kind of telling where everybody ends up, which I will say doesn't doesn't feel fulfilling because it, it was so abrupt. But before that, it it just felt like something that could just be ongoing. Like you felt like you were starting to see all these other directions they could go in and all these other stories they could tell. And so it was really, really disappointing that, yeah, that it, that it didn't, that it ended. I know for years after there were always um, just these talks of potential either reunions or a film, you know, all these different iterations that they, you know, could, could do with this. And it just hasn't happened, unfortunately. 
Yeah. You know, I was just looking through some of these old episodes, even trying to remember mm-hmm. some of the plots and they were just all so quirky. Yeah. Like, uh, and seeing some of these actors and actresses who did, you know, ran like Jama Mays came up in one episode, which I mean, I, I remember her from like Glee and a couple of other things. She was in a Switchfoot video. Oh, one hey. Time. Um, remember that video <gasps> yes, they did for the... Uh, I do know now. It was like a Guitar Hero ripoff or mm-hmm. something or something, but uh, Awakening. Awakening, yeah. Say, yeah. Um, but we didn't even talk about Ellen Green and Swoozy Kurtz. Um, oh, gosh, I can't Ned's, believe Ned's, yeah. Uh, Ned's aunt. Swoozy Kurtz, what a name. Um, I love right? that name. <laughs> yeah, aunt, aunt Lily and Aunt Vivian. Um, yep. And they were... Um, they, I, I Honestly, I don't remember a ton about them. I know, So they were... They were shut-ins. Mm-hmm. They were the. <laughs> I, uh, do remember, I can't believe I remember yeah. the darling mermaid darlings. Yep. <laughs> um, they were uh, uh, like a like a circus act or something like that, or a, yeah, a carnival act or something. Yeah, like, like almost like a syn- not synchronized swimmer. I mean, it is synchronized, but it's like they were dressed as mermaids and they would yeah. kind of swim and yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I can't remember much about it, but talking about the musical element and stuff, I remember a really powerful moment. It's like they had. Basically, become shut ins like, mm. uh, and I and I don't remember all the story as to you know what happened to them to make them feel that way, uh, and stuff. But I want to say it was something like um, them going back and and um, uh, Ned or somebody like kind of trying to draw them out or yeah. Chuck trying to draw them out or something. And at the end of an episode, they sang uh, "Morning Is Broken," and like it was just so mm-hmm. unexpected. You know, I think that's probably the theme of this show. Is, yeah. is unexpected, but um, mm. it was just so, um, it's a really beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's brief, um, but it was, um, it was really, mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a, an old, an old hymn. And that, uh, yeah, I think the version, I think, you know, um, popularized by, by Cat Stevens, mm-hmm. um, which would, track with this show mm-hmm. um, yeah but yeah. anyway so yeah uh, anyway it's 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 really cool and um yeah 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 they're a one I'm, i feel bad yeah we haven't brought them up before him but yeah they're a wonderful addition and they're it's kind of like they're kind of also an ongoing you know kind of recurring characters i, th- I want to say they're in every episode it, it, maybe not every but pretty much but they're there's the underlying sort of we you know need to keep them from knowing chuck is alive so there's that sort of element of trying to keep that hidden but then just kind of exploring more of their lives and why they're, yeah, like you said, why they're shut-ins and why they're kind of, uh, why they're, you know, the way they are. Um, it's really, and they're just, I mean, they're just so, uh, among a cast of interesting characters, they're just incredibly fascinating and really well-developed, like all the characters, I mean, really well-developed characters. Like you really, I feel like you know these characters, like almost like where their, their responses this is one of those shows where, like, when they respond to something, like, oh, yeah, that sounds like something they would say. You know, like, you, it, they're so, you know, multidimensional, multifaceted that you, you kind of like, oh, yeah, they would do that. That's how they would, you know, react. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those where, oh, man, it's just, it's so, so fantastic. Yeah. I, um, gosh, you know, part, part of the, um, you know, part of the trouble with not having watched it in years, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little hard to get in the, uh, you know, get in the vibe of, of, of everything that made the show special. But, mm-hmm. um, really it is, it's like, it's, it's like a completely, it's, it's just like a, yeah, an experience, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, everything is, um, you just kind of get 
sucked into mm-hmm. to the world of mm-hmm. it. It's like a, you know, I'm trying to think. It's it's not unlike, um, you know, how some people describe like a Pandora and Avatar, mm-hmm. or I'm trying to think of movies that are like more than that. Um, <laughs> but where you're just in this whole world and, and mm-hmm. like you're just totally immersed in it. And, yeah. and, um, yeah. it is so different. It is like just, just being like immersed in the show. Mm-hmm. And it's just a shame that it didn't last as long as it did. Um, I would love to see a revival of it. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sure Kristen Chenoweth is a busy lady because yeah. you know, her career really took off. I think after that, mm-hmm. Um, well, you told me the funny, like the really amusing, also bittersweet. I mean, funny but sad when she won five Emmys yeah. after it got canceled. Yeah, so it way had to been, go ABC. It had been canceled, and she won best. I guess best. She won supporting best actress. supporting actress. Yeah, yeah. And her speech was basically, you, you know, you told me like, "Hey, I'm I'm free. I'm available. Yeah, like, I, hire I don't me. have a job. <laughs> so, um, if anybody needs somebody, and I think she got, ca- I mean, briefly, she was on Glee after that. Okay, oh, well. um. And then, yeah, I mean, she's, you know, she was a Broadway star and all that stuff and everything, too. I mm-hmm. mean, but, oh, uh, man, like, I don't know what Lee Pace is doing. And Anna, Anna Friel, that's who played uh, Chuck um, in the show. I, I I have not seen her anything before or since. I don't uh, think She did, well, I take this back. Not that I was necessarily a huge fan of this, but my kids watched it recently when I was trying to find something for them to watch. When Will Ferrell remade that Land of the Lost um, oh, okay. I haven't seen that, but I've, she, I've heard of it. I think she was in that, but like otherwise, like, yeah, yeah, she, um, she was in it, but mm. the, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just really went out, you know, at, at on top, you know, yeah. just like a real peak. Um, yeah, it really like, I don't even know that it hit its peak yet. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's just, yeah. There's just so much more potential. And so it's just really, just really frustrating, mm-hmm. you know, that it was yeah. cut down so, so, so soon. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, I mean, I don't like to say these, these kinds of mean things, but I hope somebody got fired over that <laughs> because like, that's just, it's just absurd. I mean, oh my gosh, just so absurd that mm-hmm. they would let that, let that go. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It, it was one of those sort of like flat, like flashes of burn. You know, you don't, that show is, I mean, completely just utterly unique and uh, it doesn't happen that often. That That's not a, that's not common. And um, I feel like this is probably one of those shows that most of those actors, like that might be one of the most, like if they go to conventions mm-hmm. or, or something like that, or if fans come up to them, mm-hmm. it's probably to mention this show. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. I, I feel like this is one of those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember, I was trying to remember an anecdote of like some other actor who said that sort of thing where like, um, Oh, it was Robin Williams. Uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Smith told a story about Robin Williams and, um, and he was, you know, Kevin Smith is for what you guys don't know that that director. He's also a huge fanboy. Like he's just a relentlessly positive personality, <laughs> which is really kind of sweet and endearing. Mm-hmm. But he was just, you know, kind of gushing over Robin Williams. We was talking to him at one point, and he, um, somebody said uh, when they, I can't remember what project they might have been working on, or he was telling him about, but like some other random people came up to him and and started. Uh, quoting like Mork and Mindy mm-hmm. to him, like from Broadway back in the seventies. Wow. And he's like, Oh man, that was a deep cut. You know, he's like, I get that the most. And he was wow. like, really? And he's like, yeah. He goes, you know, you have to understand you're on television, you know, 
you're in everyone's home yeah. and you know, you're a part of their life. And, and, um, mm. you know, thinking about that as a medium, especially back in the seventies when there weren't this huge mass of channels and services yeah, to get yeah. entertainment from, um, you really were so widespread you know, and that kind of stuff. And so, um, it's just interesting the things that people latch on to versus what we kind of identify as their, yeah. as their things, you know, like, I mean, um, What's, what's interesting, you know, you'd think about if he was still with us now, Robin Williams, a whole new generation of people would probably be like the genie, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever, even though his face never even shows up, yeah. you know, <laughs> in that movie. But, yep. uh, so yeah, I'd be really curious to see like how much Lee Pace gets that or Chi McBride, Chi McBride, Mr. McBride, sorry, yeah. um, gets that. And, and, um, mm-hmm. I kind of am curious how much Kristen Chenoweth gets it. Yeah. Because she's probably got the biggest resume out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, McBride has a lot of things as yeah. well, but he's never really the, the focal point of mm-hmm. those things. Um, I remember him from Gone in 60 Seconds as well. Yeah, He yeah. was so much fun in that movie um, as well. Um, I'm remembering the scene where he beats up a carjacker. It's just, it's, 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 uh, it's so amusing. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but yeah, the you know, so... Um, Oh man, I would just love, I would love to see another crack at that. Even if it was just like, like an eight episode run or something, just Mm -hmm. to tell like one story arc or something Mm -hmm. over the whole thing. And that would be, um, so, so satisfying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other was a show, like it felt like kind of like almost like Arrested Development did like a show before it's like, or ahead of its time, you know? And, you know, we got some more, you know, seasons of Arrested Development, better or worse, but, um, but I wish this is one of those, I wish had gotten that same sort of revival, um, that same sort of fan or critical sort of like push to, to, you know, to, to continue in the future. But I guess you could say they could benefit from a new start. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it would be, uh, no, it would be good. I, I yep. would, I'd be down for a, a pushing daisies reunion in, in any regard. Yeah. Um, it's just such a, such a unique premise Yeah. and such a, with with a with a heartwarming trajectory, mm-hmm. I think is yeah. probably maybe yeah. one of the better ways I can say it because because the the beginning of the premise is very tragic, but it I think that's the thing I like about the show is mm-hmm. that it is tragic, but it it's it's resolved not to stay that way, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it's that is subtle. Um, that reality is subtle in this show, but I think it's very useful for life because tragedy is inevitable for all of mm-hmm. us. Um, but one's one's resolve to yep. to embrace it or learn how to work with it, or learn how to rise above it, or however you want to phrase mm-hmm. it, um, can can make all the difference. And uh, you know, yep. you see that in in Ned's character. Uh, you begin to see it in Chuck's character too. I mean, kind of all yeah. of them kind of find a way to work around um, or work with. Yeah, so, um, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a wonderful show. I mean, you guys really ought to check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, HBO Max. Um, yeah, wherever. Mm-hmm. I'll add one last thing that I really want to mention. I don't. I don't want to give. I'm not going to give anything away, but just the attention to details. So we talk about the whimsy of the show. Yeah. One thing I I really grew, I loved about every you know every episode is you know obviously there was. There was not maybe not every episode, but most episodes there was a dead body they had to kind of bring back to life and question. And the 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 form, the ways that people had been murdered or had died, <laughs> it was it was 
over the top, but in the same way of the show being. I mean, it was like the it was kind of gross in a way, but not not gross. I don't know the right word. It's shot, jolting, but over the top, but kind of it over the top where it goes full circle to where it's like silly again. And yeah. um, it's there are some hysterical um, just details like that that were different with every episode that I just really appreciated and thought I was always curious, like, how is this person going to be? <laughs> Which is weird to joke and think about, but it, it was, it was just really, really clever. All of the, all the little, um, things like that, like, um, that, uh, that they just kind of used to sort of just reveal more, show more of just their sort of their vision of the show just in general. I just, I just, I loved, it was great. Yeah. I, um, I really, yeah, I mean, I've said it like three times already yeah. now, but I really hope we can get another crack at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Brian Fuller, if you're if you're listening tonight, geez, we know you are. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, just just <laughs> just go ahead and do do us a solid here, and um, and make this thing happen. So, um, man, I want to go back and watch it now. I'm gonna have to go right. convince my wife to watch it again. Actually, yeah. you know, I wonder. I think my kids would probably like. It. <gasps> you know, they've been we- um. We They've been watching watch. Psych mm-hmm. a lot recently. Mm, okay. So that kind okay. of murder mystery sort of thing with that mm-hmm. sort of quirky edge to it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, th- maybe they'd be into it. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't, I don't know if I tried to get my kids to watch it, but I, it's definitely one now looking back like, Oh yeah, I think they they could get into later yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Th- it's good. It's good when you find this stuff, when your kids are not yet of age to be like, I'm going to file that. <laughs> <for> later. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It's uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I might have to try to introduce that to them. Hopefully they'll yes they'll, uh, enjoy. So, oh man, okay. Well, guys, uh, you definitely need to take a look at pushing daisies, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully get something out of that. And um, if you can, if you can find it, I think you said HBO Max is on yeah, HBO it's, Max mm-hmm. right now. Great, yep. check that awesome. out. Look, look around for it if you don't have HBO Max in other places. Um, it's, it's, it's so worth it. And it's not an incredibly long commitment either. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only 22 episodes. I think the first season is only like eight or nine episodes. Super. Yeah. Really short. So you can really get a feel for it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, I can't remember the, the 40, 40 minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So, okay. So, you know, that's not too bad. Um, dirt, certainly check that out if you're looking for something different, but not too, dep- I, I, I know everything we said, but not too depressing. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I would be remiss real quick. I just want to give, uh, she'll never hear this, but one of my old coworkers named Cindy. Uh, so it's funny. We're, we're, we're recording this in Georgia, uh, mm-hmm. tonight in my, my old hometown, mm-hmm. um, where I used to work, um, for, for a radio shack and, um, Cindy, one of my old coworkers, she actually got into this show first and tried and wow. actually she was the genesis of me finding out about the show because nice. we would talk like every Thursday morning we'd talk about Lost mm-hmm. and everything. So I got her into Lost and so she started trying, she was trying to like pay me back, like trying to find oh, something. Awesome. She got obsessed with Lost right away. So we worked together from like 2004 to... 2003 to like 2011. So, so, um, she was trying to tell me about pushing daisies and it went about like how our conversation (laughs) went. Like I was like, okay, Cindy, that, that sounds weird. (laughs) She's like, no, but then like a minute, if he doesn't touch him again in a minute, then somebody else dies. And I'm like, I don't, if you can just imagine this little, (laughs) little Southern lady trying to explain the, the mechanics of Ned's powers, uh, to, you know, a sarcastic young twenties, um, you know, uh, 
retail electronics clerk. It, it, it was, it was an interesting time. Um, but nevertheless, we sat down, my wife and I watched it and I was like, wow, this is unlike anything I've ever seen. And it's just, um, it was really wonderful. It's just awesome. a wonderful show. Yeah. So, um, check that out, please. I, I, I really want somebody, I really want somebody cause I feel like this show has not been seen by a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Um, somebody either rediscover it after a while or check it out for the first time. Mm. I, I have very confident feelings that you won't be disappointed. Um, yeah. That does come from someone who hasn't watched it in many years, but Tim hasn't, he's seen it recently mm-hmm. and he still says yeah. it holds up. So you can trust what Tim says. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is great. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us for our pushing daisies episode. And uh, as we have gone back and uh, undisco- undiscovered, uh, <laughs> uncovered uh, something that the two of us haven't watched in too terribly long of a time. Um, so uh, we'll probably do, you know, more of these as we can uh, every once in a while, maybe when we don't have another idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, or if we just, you know, re- recover a show that was like, man, I miss talking about that. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, and we'll... And we'll connect with Jared and, and bring him back into the conversation yeah. too. So um, this is he couldn't join us tonight. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. And until next time, keep working on your night cheese. Mm-hmm.